lover And I hate to leave her lonely Ring ring went the iPhone It was my homie He said let's hit Japan If we can make them jam We can make a hundred grand Spend it in the south of France Nothing Episode 6400 employed Back in Richmond So it, it, we are so tantalizingly close to fall And of course David's coming in On like one of the last little Bursts of summer Where it's like in the high 80s But David did you see how the temperatures Are going to look this weekend? I did not see for this weekend So Thursday might storm but Friday, I think high is supposed to be around 71-ish. Yeah, Friday high of 71. Oh, that's going to be perfect. So And then Sunday high of 84. Okay, so we're okay. So maybe sun, summer still got a little kick left in it, even though fall technically starts. Summer when, has not quite flatlined. Uh, summer always... Uh, no, I've talked about this a million times. We, are, we are dads. We are dads. Oh, we are being such fathers. dads. I just... It, it, it's, every year, it is such a tease of like oh it's so it's fall now and then summer just always kicks you right in the well, right in the technically chin technically summer doesn't end until october no summer ends technically on thursday we're recording this on tuesday i believe and also since it is september 20th wanted to shout out two people uh sam selby his birthday is today he's not listening to the show but good friend of the show mary McHugh. it is also her birthday once today. in future guest yes we will always have twice Miriam in future guest yes we will always have miriam and quinn on the show if they were willing to come on the show i think we probably won't be able to get them back on the show because their price is too high but they're always welcome on the show we love yeah, that uh, that that avail fee is a bit rich for our blood these days fucking pay me uh, but, but you know what again if you people participate in the mark mcguire challenge which we've been pro you know promoting and hyping and everything david and i will have a lot of money theoretically we could pour that back into the underemployed community i'd rather not i'd rather keep the money but if you do it we'd be very happy so consider it david what's yeah. the, and what's the mark mcguire challenge again 46 million people yep uh, for episode 40, uh, 62 specifically. Uh, other episodes, great. We could use the money, but just that episode. Just episode 62. Ho for, uh, harness your energy. So, Laser-like focus. Yeah, speaking of lasers. See my segue there? Oh, that's a great segue. So we didn't. We talked that last episode we were going to go to a concert. However, in classic underemployed fashion, you and I got sidetracked. And didn't Waylaid. Even, and didn't even say who we were going to see. So David, explain who we went to see in concert two weeks ago. So Jack and I went to the Howard Theater in Washington, D.C. for the 15th anniversary tour of Lupe Fiasco's The Cool. And I did not know this concert was going on until David texted me. I want to say my I only knew about it because of an Instagram ad. And so thank you. So thank you, social media sites. Targeted for ads. ads. Targeted ads. We love them. Uh, they are the best. So. I've explained on the show before that I was once a huge fan of Lupe Fiasco, and as he sort of, I became, I felt like the more I heard of his personal views on Twitter, the more I found him kind of annoying. And the more, the more he Kyrie'd himself. Yes, not quite to a Kyrie level, but he goes to the Kyrie barbecue, and I would, I, I didn't love it, so I kind of distanced myself from Lupe. However, instinctively, when David said, "Do you want to go see Lupe perform the Cool in its entirety?" In concert, I almost immediately said yes, without hesitation. I don't know if we said it on this show, but The Cool is one of my 10 favorite albums of all time, period, like no qualifications, no anything. Front to back, no skips. Yep. And so you're telling me Lupe's performing this album, which has pretty much no skips, front to back. I was like, yeah, it's going to be awesome. So we went, and first of all, Lupe's, I think, nephew warmed up? Right? It's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody who called him the uncle, but yeah. you know. 
one of those. Is it, a, three. Is it calling? Is it like calling Snoop Uncle? Yeah, yeah. Um, but he did pretty well, I thought. Actually, I was, you know, he's on for ten minutes for yeah, some. Yeah, he, he was on for ten minutes. He had no backing. I, yeah. I, I think it was kind of a crummy situation for him. Yeah, but. You know. he, he worked with it. Nobody was there to see him, and it was pretty clear. Right, and then that's the problem with any war, most warm-up acts. Yeah. No one's there to see you. But um, then Lupe came out at a reasonable time for a rap show. You know, like, doors opened at 8. He came out at 9.20. I was like, okay, this is good for a rap show. Uh, we've been to, famously, the first concert I ever went to with you was Most Def. That was extenuating. I, that is true. Most Def's flight was delayed. That's true. Um, that is true. Most Def's flight got delayed, and so I felt even worse, because as we've said, we've said on the show before, we there were the first another, show. There was a show behind us. And it was freezing. Like, Bitterly like cold. really. Like, it was in the teens. Yeah, it was. And so we at least didn't have to wait outside that much. Yeah. Um, and the opener for that one was great. Who was the opener? Isn't it? Hezekiah. I, I, I didn't even remember Most Def had an opener. I gotta be honest. Yep. Uh, he's no Suave. That's a go back to episode, I think, 17. We talked about the Suave story. Um, so Lupe comes out. He's great. Kills it. Not a lot of chit chat. Yep. Which is initially there was a little chit chat towards the end, which is fine. And and, and also when he was chit chatting, it wasn't like you know Lupe uh, infamously about a, ten years ago kept replaying words I never said and kept like going off against Obama at a concert. And it's like you can have your opinions, but dude, you've been playing the song for an hour. Just get. so I was a little worried that Lupe would pull a Lupe, but he didn't. He just had some fun with the crowd. Um, I remember that one of the funnier moments of the show was. And this is kind of like inside baseball for rap heads, but on the album is Intruder Alert. And I remember telling to David during the show, I was like, I was wondering what he's going to do with Intruder Alert. Because Intruder Alert's a very dark dark song. It's very slow. It's very methodical. It's, 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 it's not a great live performance song. And I think Lupe even said, I haven't performed this song really in 14 years. And you could tell he didn't really remember the lyrics to it. Um, which I think is not necessarily a good thing. It, it shows to me that he didn't take the time yeah. to rehearse the way that he should have. Yeah. Um, they were still clearly working things out with it, which, again, not great. Agreed. Um, tour's been going on for like a month now. Yeah. So, like, he's played this at least eight times. Yeah. Or he should have it ironed out better. Yeah. Or maybe he really was right and he was like he had been skipping Intruder Alert and then just decided to bring it back. I, I also think it's a great song, so I'm glad he brought it. It's a good song, but yeah. like I, I think that was probably the lowest point of the show. Was, I agreed. Was the performance of Intruder Alert. Yeah. But then he got right back into it. And, yeah. and so um, he also talked about how Go Baby should not have been on the album. And it sort of acts as a like bonus track on the album. I like you and I both like Go Baby. It's a, it's a fine song. It's a fun little. It's a fun song. I think thematically, yeah, having it end on Fighters is great. Makes sense. But having Go Baby is always fun. I always like it. Um, possibly the best part of the show, other than Superstar being played live and the whole crowd loving every word of Superstar, is. Lupe does four encore songs and starts out by saying I should just do all of Lasers. Again, that's inside hip, that's like inside baseball, but Dave and I are laughing our ass off when he says that. Because we know the reception to Lasers, as we said, was chilly, to say the least. Gaspacho-like. Yes. <laughs> and so he does a very poppy album cut from it. I am laughing hysterically, because it's also like, it's funny. And then he does, I think, touch the, I don't remember the exact order. He ends with The Show Goes On. He begins with I Don't Want to Care Right Now. And there's two songs in the middle. One of them is Touch the Sky. 
he does a song that David and I both revere. And I didn't know he could ever do live. David, do you remember it? Uh, everybody knows. Yeah. The it's 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 the everybody knows remix. It's I guess it's technically a single, but like it didn't do anything. No one knows the song. But Dave and I both are losing our fucking minds because we love that verse and we love that song. And I think actually on the last Q and A we did, I referenced Lupe's verse on that, so I was very happy. Now she got high hopes just to say hi to us. She want the high life. She like them higher ups. She know we high rolling. She know it's high stakes. That's why she high speeding out on that highway. Um, that was another one that got you. That got your hopes up for uh, Child Rebel Soldier. Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> Oh, what could have been? Um, but Truly, in this day and age, my goodness, off the deep end. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kanye and Lupe already are in their own earth. Pusha's still... Pusha was an NCR. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, it's, it, was, it's it was Pharrell. Pharrell. It was... Okay, Pharrell's been level-headed. Pharrell's, yes. Pharrell's still keeping it real. Well, ahead. Pharrell's on a different planet, but Pharrell's normal. It, yeah, that's true, yeah. Pharrell's on a different level with his production, which has always been that case, where yeah. you're like, huh, how did he come up with this in 1999? But, yeah. Um, so David and I both left really thrilled. Um, we also both, I, I remember too, Lupe talked about how, um, you know, maybe 15 years ago, you were 15 years old listening to this album and thinking about what cool was. And I just pat David on the shoulder and I go, that was 15 years old when this album came out. But David turned to me and do you remember what you said? It was 17. Yeah. And that made me feel better. So thank you. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was so, first of all. Haven't been to a, hadn't been to a concert, as I've said many times, since you and I went to a J. Cole show a decade ago. Mm. And I like going to concerts. I just hadn't been. So thank you for taking me, David. I really appreciate it. Thank you for driving. Oh, of course. That was a great night. Um, yeah, overall, other than uh, the only bad part of the drive was trying to get over that fucking bridge in Fredericksburg. Yeah, that was the worst part of it. Yeah. Um, but even I could have told, anybody could have told you that Oh yeah. the... Uh, Falmouth Bridge. Agreed. It is. If you don't know Fredericksburg, it's like it seems. It's seemingly the old cliche of the one bridge out of town. It's pretty much just the the lone except bridge. There, except there are two bridges out of town. Yeah, but this one feels like oh, everyone's trying to leave at the exact same time. Yep. Um, uh, we also wanted to talk because we had talked about the start of the Jaguar season and whether the absence of Urban Meyer would help or hurt them. It's arguable either way. I mean, Urban Meyer's a great pre- locker room presence. Oh, yeah, great locker room presence. Uh, Notorious leader of men. No, yeah. Uh, you know, you when he speaks, you listen. He's, you know. Guy who really has control of the locker room. Yep. Um, so we miss you, Urban. But Jack, no, Jacksonville, ja- some of us miss you. Jacksonville Jaguars. Go in, well, they don't go, they go into Jacksonville. But the Indianapolis Colts, who are a good team on paper, and they shut them out 24 nothing. And they almost. Team with, game wasn't even broadcast because DirecTV was down. Yeah. So if you are somehow a Jacksonville Jaguars fan who is out of the Jacksonville area, uh, you can't watch the game. But you can hear about the results. It's like getting a newspaper the next day. Yeah, you could probably, you could listen to the, you could listen to the radio stream if you have XM. Yeah. And. Now we get to this reality. The Jags are one and one. They could have beaten the Durs. They didn't. They blew the game to Carson Wentz. Understandable. We now on is, is that the nickname we're going to go for the Commanders with? The Durs. The Durs is funnier to me. Like I don't know. The Commies is pretty funny. Commies is funny. You know what's great about that name? It sucks, and you can have any nickname for it. Uh, it's better than the old name. Yes. By proxy, um, but. 
we truly believe you're an underemployed. That lipstick on a pig, though. That that is true. I actually, not to get too off tangent, I wanted to call them something with the hogs. I thought pigskins was a good name for them. No one else thought that. No one else really thought that. But you play football with a pigskin. I thought it would work. The Jacksonville Jaguars are now one in one. As da- David, what did you point out the stats to me when we were DVOA walking? DVOA has them as I think the second best team in the NFL because of their third ranked defense and their ninth ranked offense. As God is my witness, it is 6.33 p.m. on September 20th, the year of our Lord, 2022. We're predicting right here that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win their first ever AFC championship this year and going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I have Doug Peterson. Yes. And you heard when, when the Jags reach the mountaintop, when the Jags go to the top of the mountain, we are going to celebrate our accomplishment. And we're going to celebrate David for being a Jags fan and having to go through a lot of turmoil and turbulence. I haven't watched a full game in like six or seven years. Doesn't count. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You have the Jaguar blood in your veins. That Kalen Black, baby. Yeah. So you. It, it, this is like, remember the one of the first episodes of Underemployed we ever did and you had the A's and the Reds, I think, in the World Series? Yes. And the A's were supposed to be terrible, and yet they snuck <laughs> the into the playoffs. the playoffs. Yes. So this is our. This is now we're remixing this. We're, 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 we're revisiting. This. Absolutely. This is our new A's 2018 fantasy run. This is the Jags reaching the mountaintop. So can I call it now? Uh, we're gonna have uh, Pacers and uh, uh, Pacers Lakers, obviously. No, Pacers. Well, Lakers are gonna be a fun story this season. Oh god. Uh, no, pa- Pacers Trailblazers <laughs> finals. The the finals that almost was in two thousand. Yes, uh, if if Kobe and Shaq don't have that incredible comeback, that actually would have been the NBA Finals twenty two years ago. So, I guess you also hear to hear first the Pacers and Trailblazers will be in the final. We'll keep that tabs on that throughout the season because the NBA season lasts about nine months. So, hopefully, we doesn't forgot. start for another two months. Also, actually, no, it starts in like three weeks. Oh, okay. They start in mid October now. It's like soccer. It's just year round pretty much. No, no, not really because. Soccer, at least there is like there are meaningful games in the middle of the summer. So speak, actually, speaking of soccer, so we left you people last time on the somber note of of Queen Lizzie's passing, mm-hmm. and you heard David's incredibly somber, beautiful, uplifting, heart wrenching speech. You know, you that, googly? that he a what? Are you googly? I don't know what that means. Are you googly? Zoolander. Oh, I'm sorry. That flew over my head. Anyway, um, but David made this beautiful statement about her passing. Just because last second we had to do something, and David said, if you don't get something about the queen in, I'm going to punch you in the fucking gut. And I said, yeah. okay, we'll get this It's very much me. Yeah. Very much sounds like me. A big, big royalist. It's like, da- like David said in that statement that's now on the record forever. He loves the monarchy. And uh, you know, I certainly I adore the concept of a monarchy where someone through the circumstances of exclusively their birth are given untold yeah. Yeah. riches, it's, access... It's, yeah. Power, probably not a chin. Yeah, it's like you said, you dream of being the queen. Everyone dreams of being the queen. Who doesn't you know? dream of being a dancing queen? So, so I didn't know this until you called me. I, I said, David, can we put this in the show? And David called me back to say yes. But also, tell me the story about your parents. So my folks are in the U- or were in the UK for the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I will put a little jaunt over to Paris. But... Uh, they were in Scotland, about 40 minutes from Balmoral, the castle where she died. Mm-hmm. Um, 
my uh, my dad, not a noted fan of the royals or the royal family or the concept of monarchies in, in general, um, texts me on the day that she dies. Uh, you know what? I'm actually going to go straight to the source on this. If you think I've ragged on monarchies before, wait until Queen Elizabeth's funeral fucks up my Spurs game. So explain that. My dad... Uh, well, all my folks are in, in London. Um, my dad bought himself a ticket to Spurs Leicester. And uh, how long ago did he buy these tickets? Uh, probably like three months ago. Yeah. Uh, Spurs Leicester, home home game at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, against Spurs, you know, top four team in the league at the moment against Leicester, bottom team in the league at present. And... You know, was looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to it for months. Uh, so, you know, it's untold how many, unknown how many times he'll be able to actually get to see Spurs play live yeah. at the home stadium. Yeah. Uh, so he was very much looking forward to it. Uh, there had been an official announcement of 10 days of mourning for the Queen, which shut down soccer at all levels uh, across the UK. Um, which is a source of some tension considering soccer got shut down, but rugby and cricket and other community sports did not. Mm -hmm. There's a number of discussions to be had about why that happened, uh, of which neither of us are really particularly qualified to get right. into. Yeah. Let's just, treetops, there's a lot of classism involved and um, disrespect from the royals and established people towards working class working class folks, and then there's also a lot of disrespect towards the royal family that comes from working class folks. Yeah. So you know, it's uh, it like everything is, is shades of gray and complicated. But uh, the game goes off. The uh, game eventually goes off. Yeah. Uh, because it was determined that because of where Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is, that we're going to draw from the same police forces that we're going to be dealing with mourners and whatnot. So they have the game, and uh, Spurs end up winning 6-2. Yeah. So my dad got to see a real barn burner of a game. Uh, a guy who's a player, uh, Sun Young Min, who is a bit of a talisman for the team, uh, comes on as a he comes on in the, in the, at the 60th minute and scores a hat trick in about 15 minutes. That's, that's very impressive. He's the first player to score a hat trick off the bench since 2010. That's almost as impressive as uh, uh, niece, niece's Jean-Claude Tabito. Did you oh, see what yeah. happened the other day? He got yeah. a red card in yeah. nine yeah. seconds. Yeah, Jean-Claude Tabito. Yeah. And that's, that's not nine seconds of him being on the field. Yeah. That is nine, nine seconds, seconds into the, the game. Yeah. Nine seconds of the match. They blow the whistle, opening kickoff. Guy starts running towards the goal. He just, if I recall, just shoves him. Just. Yep. And. Uh, not the only uh, red card in under a minute over the weekend, though. There was another one in, I want to say Italy. Uh, a Japanese player got one in about 20 seconds of coming on as a sub. That's kind of the Ron Bergen thing. If I'm not even mad, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, was, it made me laugh the idea, because when you told me that your dad, who, again, not a monarchy fan, bought these tickets in advance, and now is like, this queen who lived to be 90 fucking six. Yeah, he's in, now she dies. He's in he's in England. You know they're in, they're in London, um, and you know people on Reddit are talking like, oh no, what do we do? What do we do? And I, I just commented, oh, I feel really bad for my dad. He bought tickets for the Spurs match, and somebody said, take him take him to Buckingham Palace. And I just responded, 
we're American. We kind of fought a whole war about this, the concept <laughs> we, of a monarchy. It sort of did. It was, it was a whole thing, I don't know, it's about 200, 250 years ago. Yeah, I, don't know, we, I don't know if y'all remember it, yeah. but uh, scoreboard. <laughs> Us won them. I guess they got some revenge a few years later. In the no, war. we still won that war, That's, too. Yeah. They got, yeah, they won a few battles, you know. It was a, it was a tough six-game series, but we came out on top. They yeah. burned down our Buckingham Palace. Exactly. It didn't matter. Exactly. We built, a, we built a new, better White House. Bunch of bitches. That's right. Yes. Shout out like, to Jot. Like Smith Barney. Bunch of... <laughs> Old-time farts and shit. Um, yeah, it really made me laugh, the idea that your dad would almost... Potentially miss a, 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 you know, probably a once-in-a-lifetime event yeah. for a once-in-a-generation oh, event. <laughs> <laughs> the irony, trust me, the irony was not lost on I mean, The irony was delicious. The and also the odds are astronomical. Because you figure, right. okay, I, you don't think, oh, the, also, by the way, because he just was, they've just now been able to travel to England again. Because yeah. finally over the last few months, because for two years, you couldn't travel to England without it being incredibly difficult. Yep. So, yeah, that, it, Everything worked out for everyone. Makes me happy. Really funny. But uh, Dad gets to see a barn burner. Yeah. Also, barn burner. Another football story. Our football. I did mention this to David before we went on the air. Handsome Joe Flacco. Favorite member of the show. Elite quarterback. Super Bowl MVP. Very handsome. Indisputable. All that's indisputable. Joe Flacco on Sunday was facing the Cleveland Browns as a New York Jets quarterback. The Browns go up by 14 points. The Cleveland Boo-Boos. The Cleveland, Yes. They've got their own issues going on right now, uh, which also makes the story funnier to me personally and to you personally once you hear what happens. So the Browns go up 13 points, just a little over two minutes left, and the Jets have no timeouts. It was a, it was a weekend of comebacks. Yes. Yeah, we don't have to talk about one of the other ones. It doesn't matter. But for this Jets-Browns game specifically... And the you, mean, only- you mean the Ravens somehow leaving the fastest wide receiver in the league wide open twice with no coverage Again, we could argue about whether that was a really impressive comeback or not, or not. We don't no, have we don't to have argue because it, as, as a matter of fact, is. Agree to disagree. You know, up to interpretation. Impressive comeback, impressive collapse. Who's to say? Yeah, really. It, it could be either or. It could be both. Six could be one half dozen the other. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we're getting a little off track from my story that was going to make me happy. So the Browns go up 13 points, a little over two minutes left. All hope looks lost. Except Joe Flacco leads them down, and they score a touchdown, which is great. I'm like, at least Joe Flacco can get some some momentum going. And then the Jets recover the onside kick. And if you know anything about the Cleveland Browns or Joe Flacco, you know where the story ends. Joe Flacco leads them down, gets a touchdown with 20 seconds left, and the Jets, who had a 0.1% chance to win the game when they were down, 13 points with two minutes left and no timeouts, pull out a miracle, Joe Flacco, had, I believe, 369 passing yards. Nice. Four touchdowns. Four touchdowns and no 20 points. rushing yards? I pray to God he had 20 rushing yards. That sounds like a Joe Flacco game. <laughs> Joe Flacco getting a random scramble because no one thinks Joe Flacco can run anymore because he can't run anymore. Like Peyton Manning? Yes, like the famous Peyton Manning plays where... The, boot, the bootlegs. The bootlegs. Which are always he's not even in the frame. Yeah. The camera didn't even follow yeah. him. Okay, I oversold his passing yards. He had 307 passing yards. But he did have four touchdowns and no picks. On the season, he's got five touchdowns. Uh, so, if the Ravens somehow don't make the Super Bowl, and again, who's to say really? Sunday's game could be argued to be weird. We're now rooting for Joe Flacco to play in the AFC Championship game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm not predicting the Jets will be there, because Joe Flacco's only one man who can only do so many things. But David, I know when I called you on Sunday and said, 
Joe Flacco makes me happy, and you were crying on the phone. It was a beautiful moment for both of us. Wait, what? Exactly. Now, again, Jets-Jags AFC Championship game, I'm not saying it's going to happen. But if it happens, I will also be... This is news to Peanut. Oh, it's oh, Peanut's a Jets fan. Jets fan, right? Yes. That's right. He has that weird combo being a Knicks and Jets fan. Man, if he at least picked the Giants, they could have at least worn two... He could have at least gotten a couple Super Bowls in there. Mm. Oh, well. You always have Joe Namath. Um, He's got a couple Stanley Cups with the Rangers. That's true. So, you know what, Peanut? We love you, but uh, your sports teams are... Um, not always the best. We should ask him next time he's on about Mitchell Robinson. I mean, you're really, you're really poking a bear there, buddy. You're really poking a bear. I know. I like Peanut a lot, but it's fun I'm to find out. I'm just gonna say, uh, Patrick Beverly. You want the the Lakers really think they're gonna win much of anything with a 35 year old six one guard who's more famous for his mouth than his touch? For those of you who don't know. Uh, the Lakers in the offseason signed Patrick Beverly, who The has, already oldest team in the league got the, older. They got younger this year, mostly because they got rid of all the old guys because they couldn't afford them anymore. Um, so now they are no longer old. They're just... They're not the oldest. They're just old. They're just not very good at basketball on paper. But you know what? You can't measure heart on paper. Yeah, you I can't mean, measure wins on paper. I mean, you can measure heart on paper. I'm about 6'2 and 200 pounds. Okay, that's... Also a fair point, so maybe that expression needs to be updated. And um, uh, Josh Hart? You're your long-lost yeah, long brother, Josh Hart. Um, I don't even know who Josh Hart's playing for anymore. He's not playing the Lakers. But anyway, um, so yeah, the Lakers got this player named Patrick Beverly, who's notorious for being... Mouthing. Yeah, an instigator, one could argue. A pest, an agitator. Yeah, all these things are true about uh, Patrick Beverly. Do I have optimism going into this Lakers season? I would say no, um, considering they missed the fucking play-in game last year. Do they now, have as many wins as LeBron's age? LeBron's going to be 38 in, De- in late December. So um, age and start of the season. Get back to me in November. I'll ask I'm going to say no. I'm going I'm to say no now. I'm going to say... Um, the Lakers are arguably the worst team that plays in that building. It's possible. Kings I don't, made the playoffs. I was going to say, okay, the, King, yeah, the Clippers also missed the playoffs last year. But, the Kings made it. Yeah. But the Clippers, Clippers, Clippers barely missed it. Yeah, that's true. They at least got the play in. And the Sparks. I think the Sparks did well this year. Um, and then I don't know who else plays in that building. Also, the Clippers will only be there for like another year or two before they move into Englewood. But uh, yeah, I don't know who else. I don't, I'm blanking on the other teams. I don't think they have an Arena League team anymore. They don't have the Arena League doesn't exist anymore. Also true. Yeah. RIP the LA Kiss. That was the actual name of the team. They were owned by Gene Simmons. They were. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, Anyway, not as optimistic about the Lakers. Am optimistic about Joe Flacco. That's what I'm riding on right now. I find optimism. And Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson. He looks great. Um, Do I think the Ravens should give him a big contract? Yes. Uh, he has earned it. He has earned it. There's no arguing that. Just like Joe Flacco earned it. I mean, to be fair, people will make fun of Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, prior to 2012, said, I'm going to bet on myself. A lot of people said, that's silly. They're giving you a good contract. And then he had the best postseason run of all time and won Super Bowl MVP. And they said, okay, I guess we got to pay Joe Flacco. So, if Lamar Jackson could do anything like that. Lamar Jackson is an elite, oh, unquestionably. Yeah. Yes. Like Joe Flacco. Now, uh, last Joe thing. Joe Flacco's got an, elite, got an elite long ball. Yes. And elite handsomeness now. Sure. And I want to, speaking of handsomeness, 
I do want to end by asking David about this. Um, uh, it's it's something personal I've been thinking about. So those of you who know me know my lower back's been in very, very bad shape for, gosh, five years now. And it makes it hard to squat. I don't like doing legs when I exercise because legs, you know, it's an upper body business. You know, this is what this is the selling point. You know, as I Jack point. is pointing to his pectorals and I, his shoulders. So I asked on the gram a couple weeks ago, should I just get a BBL? Now, David... What is a BBL? I, you know, I didn't know. Jack had to inform me. It's a Brazilian butt lift. Yeah, it's it's basic. It's basically booby implants for your butt. As you know. Are you gonna actually get silicone? Uh, no, I don't know what they put in it. I know that it can be very dangerous if done wrong. It's basically like eating a uh, what's that fish? That it's not sushi, but like there's a type of fugu. Yeah, or there's a type of fish that can pufferfish? be pufferfish. 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 Called fugu. Okay, fugu. So it can be very dangerous if it's if it's cut Paired improperly. Incorrectly. Yes. Yeah. Um, but if done correctly, you get a thickle behind in this case. So I put it to the people. Real Cardi shit. Yeah. Re- <laughs> allegedly. Uh, no, not even alleged. She's oh, open with it. Oh, well, good, good for Cardi. Good for the po- body positivity. So a few weeks ago, I put out on an Instagram poll, which is where we, we go to the people, David. We always go to the people. Yes. And I said, should I get a BBL? Overwhelmingly, 92%, including David Hart, said yes. I voted not knowing what it was. I'm just a chaos <laughs> agent, so yes. <laughs> that makes me even happier. Um, I just, my thinking was that I, I want to get thicker, and I just... That's what insure is for, buddy. What are insure? I'm blanking on that. What is insure? What are insures? It is a protein drink. Ah. I ha- oh, that's true. I have, though. Hey, listen. That's what it- I used to drink when I was on ADD meds and was like... Hmm. 15 and 120 pounds. You know, I I had this saying where I would go, I drink a boost for breakfast and insert for dessert. Somebody ordered pancakes. I just hit the scissor. So, you know, I understand what you're saying. Or I stole it from Kanye. Either one. I am Shakespeare in the flesh. Be on the lookout. We're coming up on a new year. The leaves are changing. It's about to be a new season as this episode drops. Yeah, Yeek Selby coming to a neighborhood near you. Oh, that's the best way to end this episode. Yeek Selby coming to... Oh, gosh. Yeek Selby live on TV, baby! The way you shake it, I can't believe it. I ain't never seen a ass like that. The way you move it, you make my slinky go. Doing, doing, doing. What the fuck is wrong with you?